0: When bodies move in the rhythm and power of God's love, minds are renewed and hearts are restored. We are Revelation Wellness and we are chain breakers, freedom fighters, shame slayers. We use fitness as a tool to spread the good news of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And we do that with ordinary people who say yes to his invitation. Our Revelation Wellness Ambassadors are people God has raised up to serve the lost, the marginalized, the overlooked, the places no one wants to go. To love those forgotten, who society says aren't worth it, and who have no hope. Ambassadors go into the darkest places carrying the light of Christ. They bring the hope and love of Jesus into every class they lead because no one is too far gone. No one is unworthy of God's love, and all are His good idea. From special needs children to human trafficking survivors, to those recovering from addictions and abuse, to the under-resourced communities in the U.S. and around the world, each ambassador ministers to the hearts, minds, souls, and bodies, serving in countries all over the world and all across the United States. They are spreading his good news one person at a time. From prison cells in Texas to children in Botswana, ambassadors are being the hands and feet of Jesus. And because of Christ in them, recovery and change is taking place. God's kingdom is being expanded. Chains are breaking and freedom is here. But we can't do this alone. It's generous people like you who make it possible for our ambassadors to be trained and equipped to go to the lost, the hurting, and the overlooked. Will you join us on mission? Partner with Revelation Wellness today to spread the message of freedom to the ends of the earth. Friends, we
1: are so excited to keep sharing with you what God is doing here at Revelation Wellness and all over the earth through our instructors and our programs. And as the year comes to a close, we're looking for new people to partner with us on mission to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. Your generous gift provides instructor training scholarships for those who can't otherwise afford it it will help us build a revelation wellness app next year that will allow us to better serve you and others all over the the world through easy access to faith-based training and discipleship tools and it will allow us to reach more people across the globe with a needed message of hope freedom, and wholeness through Christ. Perhaps God is inviting you to give today to help empower transformation, lasting change, and freedom as people experience health and wholeness through Christ. You can swipe up to the link in our show notes, to our end of year giving link that will take you to a page with more information about how your donations are transforming lives. And today we have a special episode for you. We're sharing with you a Facebook live teaching from Giving Tuesday, where Elisa talks about the surprising way that giving impacts us. And friends, it's all good news. We hope to see you soon and we hope you enjoy today's episode. We love sharing these teachings with you. Would you go ahead and share it with somebody who needs to hear a positive and lasting impact of generosity? Peace.
2: Hey, happy Tuesday, everyone. Facebook Live, it's time. Happy Giving Tuesday. I need to shout that out. You know, my bell is way over there. (laughs) I'm so excited. I love a Giving Tuesday. I hope you do too. We have an audacious goal. We do, we do. I put it right up here. As you're coming in, welcome. Put it right up here. Uh, We are responding to the requests over the years of what you guys have been asking for, and that is an app. An app. Why does Revelation Well not have an app? And for many years we've been saying it's because we have a website and we have RevWell TV. And by the way, if you're not a user of RevWell TV, it is completely free to you. Over 400, 500 workouts online at home, faith-based, rooted in God. Let me just start with the question: How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are, literally, how are you feeling? Are you tired? Do you have low energy? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel depressed? You guys, anxiety and depression, it's on the rise. Uh, You know, as far as COVID goes, the highest, most susceptible person to COVID is still anyone in the obesity zone. Um, So here we are talking about the body as Christ followers. I just want to say shame off of you. As I put above, it is not your fault it's not your fault that you can't do the things you know that you need to do or feel called to do. We are here to help rewire neuroplasticity, to literally partner with Scripture, when Paul says in Romans 12:2, "To renew your minds. Don't conform to what the world's doing. Don't do what everyone else is doing just because they do it. Do it. Don't live by a gospel of sloppy grace that you can transform, to conform like Christ likeness But we need to renew our mind. And renewing your mind absolutely begins by reading the good news of scripture. But here's my my thoughts. I suspect many of you have read scripture. You don't have a lack of scripture. Maybe you don't have a practice of reading it. So let's first get at that. If you don't have a, a discipline, just like you, discipline yourself to brush your teeth. That is physical hygiene. Brush your teeth. Do you have the mental hygiene capacity and practice to read the word of God? Because that's what it does. It cleans you. It cleans you. God says, it's my word that cleanses you. So you have to have that. But a lot of us have a lot of intake of word, but nothing's changing. And I'm telling you that's because there is stuff that has affected your neurobiology. And our app is going to help to integrate that so that you can take the information of what the Word of God is saying, but then embody it. Is anyone down for that? Does that sound like something that would help you? Yes, we'll have tools back there, things you can do, and then access RevWell TV, access the podcast. Oh, my gosh, the podcasts. To have an app where we can put the podcast in its categories of here's some meditations and be still and biblical slowing down. Here's some intervals. Here's some hot to bottom, whatever it is to help you find the things you want to find. So I'm here today to say help us help you this Giving Tuesday. We have raised about $46,000, I think, and we have a $100,000 goal by the end of the year. So I know we have a lot of females here. Um, you guys are, if you got the income coming in, pray about it. What would it look like to sow seeds here for your Benefit, but more so for the world's benefit, that we want to leave a legacy. And we've got to practice these disciplines for ourselves, teach them to our children, as Moses tells the people and the Israelites teach these things. Talk about it with your kids when you are in the morning or going to bed and walk and talk about these things. But we need a practice of it. And right now, if you don't have a practice for things, you will just go for everything and go at the whims and the wishes of the world so we're talking giving today I'm going to talk about the neurobiology of it I mean let's just talk about it it's let's let, let me just say this I know when we talk about giving it brings up stuff for people like oh we ju- let me let me ask you do you recoil do you just tend to think I don't have anything to give that is a scarcity mentality that's rooted in our flesh and connected to our flesh. Guess what? You have flesh and you live in a fallen world. So it's natural to think that way. But we are people of the supernatural. We have a Holy Spirit. We transcend what's here on earth. So it's no wonder that giving still feels unnatural to us. I pray you have a practice of it. If you're not giving to Revelation Wellness or giving, give somewhere, you guys. Give. This is not just a polite thing to do. A good person does this, so you should do it. You should be nice. I think some of us take the commands of God and we shrink them down to customary living. Like, well, that's just what nice people do, so we should do that. The commands of God are for your wholeness, for your well-being. You do it because it's the design of who you are. You will operate best inside living the commands of God because you're designed to operate in it. It's like, what's, the, what's, what's a metaphor for this? It is like having a smartphone and using it as a paperweight. I don't use my smartphone as a paperweight. I use it for all these things that it does. It's connected to But what we tend to do is go, this body is mine. The money is mine. This is mine. God, that's yours. And God's like, man, you have access to a whole world, but it operates in my system, my operating system. Use the phone according to my design, not your short-sighted thinking of, well, this makes a great paperweight, right? Okay. Uh, So I'm going to be actually inviting on someone, I think, maybe, I don't know because I don't see this coming on. Um, let's see. Amanda Eubanks, if you're here, would you request again? I'm sorry. I, I was, I was rambling. I don't know. I hope I'm not rambling. I just really, I really love Jesus. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton. I really love Jesus, the founder of Revelation Wellness. And I don't just love him in lip service. He's changed my life. I am not the person I used to be. I used to be self-absorbed, afraid. In the fitness world, making it about me, and now I make it about him, and I have a body that's fit and able to do that. Oh, Amanda can't find the request button. <laughs> that's okay. Keep keep giving it a try. I can I can wait. So Giving Tuesday, I always find it interesting that it happens after Black Friday, uh, Small Business Saturday then Cyber Monday, and now we get around to giving. Giving is the design of what we were created for. Jesus says himself, according to Paul in Acts 20, that it is better to give than to receive. He's talking to the church at Ephesus saying, listen, I'm going to be going away. I probably won't see you guys again. Like, goodness, Paul knows he's going to suffer. And he's saying to this church at Ephesus, he loves them that things are gonna be hard for me. And yet he goes and says, But keep giving. Y'all, this is what's this is the sickness in our heart. We don't want to give because we feel like we've been robbed. Come on. We don't want to give because we feel like we've been robbed. Right And guess what? You have been robbed. (laughs) You have an enemy and he has been seeing to it that you have been robbed of your identity, of your value, of your worth, of your purpose, because it is his delight to keep you focused on the things of the earth, to keep you focused on the pain, to keep you focused on the problems. To get you to think with a criticism of spirit, to judge others, to point fingers and blame. And this is why we believe and follow a Christ who says, I'm putting an end to all that animosity. And you know how he does it? He doesn't do it by coming to earth and getting real big and loud because that's what the Jewish people were expecting a Messiah to come and pull his sword and set things right. We have. A savior that came to give. He came to give himself. His lay, his life down. His sinless, perfect self gives it so that we have a way to return back to the father's heart. He gave so that we now can give. So if our giving is languishing, if we tend to hold, I want to ask you the question... What are you afraid of? You're operating from a scarcity fear mindset. And so giving is something you do, might get around to it. Maybe if I have some leftover and the kingdom flips us on our heads. We go, God, if I have some leftover, then I'll give. I am here to tell you, Jedi Jesus move number one. Don't wait to receive. Give, give whatever you can. I'm I am here today not to um, guilt you into giving. I literally I'm a trainer. Everyone, I'm a trainer. I'm a trainer. <laughs> I have been wired together for if someone comes to me and says, uh, "I'm really I'm feeling bad. I my back hurts. I." Not, don't have energy. They're just, they're confessing their weakness. That's really, if you look at what anyone in the health and fitness who wants to help someone, you have to begin by what's going wrong, confessing their weakness. So it's a very vulnerable thing. This is why when I take a client in, we go into a private room. Uh, I don't stand on the microphone in the front in the gym and say, so tell me your name and what are you here for? Like It's private. We go in, I do an assessment. They get to tell me things. They feel very vulnerable because here they are, In a condition in their life that they did not see themselves in. And they're hopeful. Question. Do you have a vulnerable and a hopeful space? Is there a place and are you in a place where I am vulnerable? I am weak. I don't know how this is going to happen. And yet I'm hopeful. That's the kingdom. That's a recipe for the kingdom to come in and make change. So as a trainer, I get excited about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is holy ground. (laughs) You're ready for a change. And you are ready for God to step in holy ground. So do you feel vulnerable? I don't know if I have it. I'm confessing I haven't done this right. And yet I'm hopeful. So as a trainer, I get that information and then we begin a plan. Today, I'm talking about the regimen of giving. You need this. Amanda, I love you. I'm sorry it's not working out. So I'm going to just keep on riffing because that's what I do. Actually, I have a, 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 an article that I want to share with you guys so that you understand that I'm not here today to guilt you in or try to convince you as to why you should give. I'm actually here to tell you this is part of your wiring. And if you don't feed into it, you will wonder why you're continually stuck. And a lot of these things, we wait to feel like giving and feel like doing it for it to happen. Everything is an act of faith. So we give even though we feel we don't have. And when you do that, like the widow who puts her two little coins into the basket and Jesus says, no greater act. No greater act. Wait that little old woman with her two coins, no greater act. Come on. What little can you give? And you give it not out of, you're not at the, at, at the, at the poker table. <laughs> you're not at the craps table going, I wonder if this is going to turn into something. No, you do it because you know what? I got breath in my lungs. Gratitude and giving are connected. So if you can be thankful for what you have, you will find there is leftover. There is abundance. And that is part of your mind. Brain science tells us you think and operate better in an abundance mindset. Not thinking tight and small and problematic. You might make a decision and survive. But if you want the bigger decision, the better decision, the more fruitful, the more pr- produce, product, productive, productive, First, start with what's going right. What can I be thankful for? So having that gratitude for what is, just like that widow putting her two coins in, she had to have something to go, you know what? To live is Christ and to die is gain. And she didn't know Christ at that time because he was still yet to be resurrected or die on the cross. But she had a a reverence for God. That you know what? I'm a widow. I got nothing, but I'm still here today breathing. And when we can have that kind of a set mentality, you guys, health rises. There's all kinds of research about gratitude in your immune system. Gratitude will lead to prayer. Prayer is thank you, God. And when people who do that, people who pray, talk to God, let their requests be known with thanksgiving, they get sick less often. Truth. I've been talking about that in our prayer series. That's a study by Yale, Dartmouth, and Duke University that people who pray get sick less often. Why? Because people who pray actually believe there's a God who hears them. And what happens if I believe that God hears me? Well, then that means he hears and knows my needs so I can relax. Oh, my gosh. If I know what he knows what I need, then I have already enough. And I can give. So. As a trainer, I'm here to train you today and ask, what is your practice or discipline of giving? We're about to go to the end of the year, end of the year giving. Good news, Revelation Wellness, we are tax deductible. And everything you do sows back into the kingdom of God. Yes, it helps us pay the bills. Here's the thing. The app, we'll figure it out. I know the Lord will make a way, uh, but I also know that I'm called to ask. I'm called because it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. This ministry, this nonprofit organization is an organization for people. So it's built by people for people. Truly. sounds like a government statement, but truly. And actually, uh, just hindsight or insight, a 501c3 actually has to bow to the government. So nobody owns Revelation Wellness. This is actually the government, in a sense, signs me off every year, signs us off to go, okay, you're good. Great, because they want to support nonprofits who are trying to give back into the community, give back. I don't know. I think the days are coming ahead where faith-based organizations are going to have a harder time. So you can pray for us. I'm not borrowing worry. But we are here to give. So it's funded by the people and for the people, not by the people for Elisa Keaton or by the people for anyone else. But your help gets us so that we can spread the word. Around the world. All right, so here's the thing. Giving. Don't wait to have the extra to do it. You start with the giving. You start with giving what you have. Um, there's an article that's called The Helper's High, The Neurobiology of Helping Others. I, Tracy's going to put the link in the um, notes here or in the in the tag if you want to find out more about this article. But I absolutely loved it. Uh, The helper's high, the neurobiology of helping others. Remember, Jesus says it's more blessed to give than receive. You're more in line with the kingdom, with a heart of happiness and fullness if you give than receiving. Think about that. Think about the thing that you've received that has like been the most like, oh my gosh, that was the best moment. Like You cried. You were in awe. You were in shock. It was like, I can think of um, when I found out I was having my daughter. We waited to find out she's our second child. We were only going to have two children because that's what happens when you're married to an engineer (laughs) who tells you family of four. Um, So we knew we were only going to have two kids or that's what we felt called to. And I didn't know if I was pregnant with a boy or a girl. I already had a boy and I didn't know. And we waited because there's only very few surprises left in life. Uh, but the fact that I was even pregnant, right? God gave me the ability to carry another child. I'm blessed. But the surprise of the fact that it was a girl, because I was hopeful for a girl. I wanted a boy. I wanted a girl. It was the most, like, I screamed and shouted so loudly through the maternity ward. It's a girl. I'm crying. Simon's crying. I mean, it was just a big deal. Oh, the bathing of my brain of of dopamine and serotonin and oh, I was, I'm sure just fluttered, filled with excitement and gratitude and joy. Jesus says giving is better than that. That's hard to believe. I have to tell you. That's hard to believe. I'm going to, I'll say it. I can tangibly remember that experience. That was an amazing experience of being given something that you asked for. But Jesus says It's better to give. Here's what I do know about giving it changes me. And I think in the end, that's what God is going for changed hearts, that we become more like Christ, that we become more like Him. That's the better thing. Can I get an amen? Right? We're going, no, it's better if I get my gifts, if I get what I want, if I get my thing. That's better. And God's going, no, it's actually not better. It's better for you to become like me because then you transcend the needs of this world of what you think you need to have joy and peace and love and gentleness. You will go beyond it. That's a teaching right there, y'all. We're living low, hanging fruit. We're reaching for low things. God's like, I want you to come higher because when you give, that means nothing has you nothing has you. So this article on the uh, helper's high is basically, it's not like a faith-based article, by the way. They're just kind of looking at the science and kind of almost from a humanistic standpoint, like, isn't it strange that we give? It's a strange thing. Uh, A quote here from uh, the book, I think there's a book, The Helper's High, and his name is John Silva, and he says this. There's so many people who say that nature is savage, right? Right? Nature. If it's just nature, we would all kill one another, and whoever survives is survival of the fittest. There's so many people who say that nature is savage, that if we could rid ourselves of social constraints, we would become animals and literally eat animals each other alive. But I don't know if that's necessarily the case. There are sides of us that are quite brutal and selfish, but nature has given us many gifts, among them something known as the helper's high, the neurobiology of helping others. Meaning, why is it I feel good when I help others? That there's something I receive in the giving because if, if, if life was just about survival and nature and we would all hurt one another, why is it that I get a payoff? This is a great debate for anyone who's an um, atheist who says there is no God. Well, then why is it? Why is it that? I, I'm, and this is so true. Oh, I love this example. Are we having fun? I'm having fun. Hope you all stay. Hey, hit share if you wouldn't mind. Hit share. would love it if you'd hit share. Um, I was at the a local restaurant here that I frequent often and I walked in and as I came in, I was sitting down, got my plate of food. I sat down a little table and I see this woman next to me and she's starting to like, look, she's, she looks very concerned and she's searching stuff. And so I'm kind of drawn into like, what is she looking for? How can I help? So I lean over, I go, Is there something you're looking for? She said, I, I dropped my diamond ring, re- my diamond earring. And I said, Well, can I see the other one? Well, let me see what it looks like. So she shows me the other one. And y'all, it's about this big. <laughs> it was a biggie. I'm like, wow. Okay. This is because I'm thinking, oh gosh, if it's this big, we're we're in up a creek. This it's pretty big. I'm like, okay, this has got to be here somewhere. So this is like. Two thousand dollar earring, or who knows more? I don't even know. It's pretty big. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be here. So I start like, okay, you don't stand up. Like I'll look around. So I'm on my hands and knees. Her husband is very invested, and he start looks looks on his hands and knees, and he's looking down the ground. Middle of a restaurant at high noon. The next thing you know, other people are looking at. What are you looking at? And then I go, she's lost a diamond a diamond earring. It's pretty big. They're starting to help. Before you know it, literally about six tables wide of people are searching everywhere around them. Why? Why would we do that? Why would would people want to help if there is no God? That is the fingerprint of God. We are drawn to care for one another, to help, to do good, to add good not to steal and go, well, that's good luck to you. I don't have time. I got to eat my lunch and get on with my, my work to do. End of story. Couldn't find, we couldn't find the dank. I'm like, that is strange. So finally I said to her, I go, it's got to be in your clothes. It's got to be in your clothes. It, it, it just, it's stuck. She's like, I'm afraid to move. I go, okay, you get up and walk to the bathroom and I will follow you. I'll fall. I'll, I'll, like her bodyguard just scanning, looking for something to fall. And so she's like, okay. So she gets up and she walks to the bathroom. We're gingerly walking. And like the restaurant's even kind of quiet at this point because we're waiting for something to drop. And she goes into the bathroom. I'm standing outside the door like a bodyguard waiting. And then I hear her scream. She comes out and she's like, it was in my bra. And the whole, like the third of the restaurant that was invested applauding applauding we found it we found it i love it it's like that story jesus talks about the lost coin and the lost son and the lost sheep we want to find these things we're although we experience a lot of loss in our hearts we want to win we want to be for one another we want to give many of us feel the need to give to charity We also often hear about the selfless act that people take to save other people. In his book, Natural Born Heroes, Christopher McDiggle recounts stories and instances in human history where perfectly ordinary individuals have carried out extraordinary heroic acts, like a teacher putting herself in danger to defend her students from a shooter. These incidents don't tell the story of how one individual carefully planned and trained to be heroic. They tell the story of how seemingly average people with no prior knowledge, forethought, or preconception have superhero abilities instinctively and reflexively act to save other people. Instinctively and reflexively act to save other people. This is our Imago day. This is who Jesus is. He instinctively and reflexively acted to save us. And now we, with the same love we've been given, we give to others. You guys, why do we hold on? And I mean, it's not even about money, but whatever you're trying to hold on to, control of the circumstance, the outcome, whatever it is. Let me show you the physical posture of wholeness. Ready? Looks like this. If I was in a bigger screen, I would stand up and my hands would be open. It is well with my soul. Hands open is the universal sign of I have no weapons. There's actually uh, studies that people say if you want to win a crowd over, like you're out on a stage public speaking, come out and wave. Show them that you, you have no arms. Now, this is a nice greeting, right? It's a greeting, but it also, it's a way of disarms. People go, oh, they're for me. They're they're kind, they're not here to do this. This is constricting, this is giving. Our body is designed to give release. Did you know that when you smile, just a soft smile, your body releases neurochemicals that say, that elevate your mood. And then if you hold a smile, it's like opening up your face. When you open your face, someone else will open their face. <laughs> when you give of your presence and give of yourself in an open and warm way, others respond in giving. We have been created to open up and give to the world so the world can rise up to give and return. And finally, neuroscience has demonstrated that giving is a powerful pathway for creating more personal joy. Helping others triggers impact to our brain in many positive ways. When we help others, our brain release oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. I'm here today to say I would love your help. I would love your help. I would love that when we have this app, because we will, the Lord will provide, and I hope through this season, of this, this time, by the end of this year, that when we open that app, you know you made that possible. You are opening up the accessibility for people to be trained to not just have spiritual knowledge or information about God, but to apply it. And that's what this app is going to do. We're going to make sure oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin that, which we receive when we give that people are training that and compounding that that their compound interest as they use the app. So before I go, I am just going to tell you just some high level of what we're hopeful that the app will do. And you can put any questions that you have. Um, as I said, first of all, the question people have asked is why don't you have an app? And to the point we've always just been on the website and using that. And plus the second is it's costly apps are very expensive uh just to get us going we're probably at a hundred thousand dollar mark i don't know what's going to happen next at what level we tear these things out but i do know and as the ceo and founder of revelation wellness i'm responsible to hear from the lord and get the vision of what he's doing and it's a day-by-day process i don't get too far ahead of him but what i am very aware of is that revelation of wellness is to infiltrate that that media world the world of media where you are constantly seeing images of what fitness and beauty is we're going to come in with a whole another shake up who's in who's in for disruption i want to disrupt the fitness status quo the media that tells us what our bodies are for whether it's sexually or physically or uh, for pleasure, whatever it is, we're going to disrupt that. But we got to show it to people. i got to show it to people. So this whole media technology thing, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have any of that background. And you know who encourages me is Jenny Allen. If any of you know Jenny Allen from Ithghar, she didn't know what she was doing when God said disciple a nation. But she's figuring it out. And the Lord is providing. And we feel that same way so for us an app will allow us to have kind of like that little private tv station in a way or a media station that's ours um, where you can frequent and get what you need whether it is again redwell tv the podcast we can put things more accessible to you Uh, if you're a peloton user or um what is your favorite fitness app go ahead and put it actually put that in here you can help me out if you have a fitness app that you like something that is a habit user maybe it's your tracking of food or whatever it is you do that helps you with your with your disciplines it kind of helps you have a rhythm whatever it is these are tools everyone we know they're not saving us but we're trying to get these into an app so again our ultimate goal is that it helps to build practices in you of hearing the word of god and Metabolizing it, assimilating it, and applying it. Thank you. Good. Yeah, my fitness pal. So, by the way, it's no coincidence that in about a few hours we're having our first meeting with the app developers, where it's going to be like, okay, what are we wanting out of this thing? And so, one of the questions they ask are, what are some apps that you use or like that you could see being, um, you know, springboard for what you guys want to do? So, put it in here, everyone. Anything else? all 33 of you come on i wish for this is a day i need like a hundred people to give me all the input but i'll take whatever you got so we want it to be that place again where you receive the word of god metabolize it assimilate it and apply it application 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 But see we at revelation wellness we back up application because you move your body you go and do something that wouldn't be the easier thing to do often and then we've got that's why we have our challenges we have our new challenge coming up in the new year called clean hearting um we're gonna get clean out some of this crud we've been accumulating over the last two years with you know what Um, so our challenges will run through the app so we can get out of Facebook. We love you. Facebook we will be here, but it's hard to do our challenge groups back there. So we can put you in different pods or communities, help you find things, um, where we're not over here in Facebook for some things over here at the website for some things over on Instagram for some things over in the podcast for another thing. Does that make sense? What an app does is it allows us to put everything in one place and then we can create uh, daily rhythms and habits I already have some really exciting ideas that I hope we can put into practice that um, That I think will be, be helpful uh, Yeah, so Michelle says she's no app. I use handwritten journal. Yeah, totally and, and hear me. I'm all for I'm all for that uh, I'm a hand writer myself. Actually. I use my iPad to write and I have it there uh, but I, I think the hard part for us is having one place where you can find everything and organize our content better So it's user-friendly for you. That will be wonderful Carrie um, We do hope to have like the move and love journal In there and so you can work out daily some things Have uh, your goals and goals are good. We're all about goals and vision We just don't hold the goal in the vision higher than Christ himself. We have to that's attention I can have a plan and still be flexible so that I can um, do as the Lord says to do, right? Like, what is it? Proverbs says that man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. So you can have plans, but we want to be pursuing the heart of God. I hope to have places where we're encouraging worship and things that we know that are good for your brain to heal from the hurts you've received that keep you from being able to walk in a a manner worthy of the call. All right. Me too. So y'all help us spread the word. You're going to hear this more from me. Um, this link up here will take you straight to the page to give. And again, we've raised about $46,000. We need 54,000 more dollars by the end of the year. And I totally believe the Lord's going to do it. Would you believe with me? So give whether you give here or somewhere else. Give, because Jesus says it's better for you there. It's better, and you won't feel like doing it. If it's a discipline, you do it because you know it's best. Biblically, I love the Lord. I, I like specifics. Anyone else? I mean, he just clearly in scripture asks uh, that 10% of what you make with your hands, which God actually gave you the might and power to do that, according to Deuteronomy 8, he gave you the might and power to do that. He goes, you know what? All I want is 10%. You keep 90%, but I would like 10%. Isn't it weird that we, uh, Lacey says we're at 48,000. Awesome. Isn't it weird that we go 10%? Well, then I got to pay, ta- Lord, do you know how much I have to pay to taxes? And then you want to, ta- you've got to flip it on its head. 10% is nothing. Okay, government, I got to pay you too. Okay, whatever is left is yours. It's yours, but first, render to Caesar what's Caesar's, because he's going to take it. Render to God what's God's. If you're not giving... It is a moment for prayer for you to go, okay, God, how how can I get right on this? Uh, And it's not a rule. Uh, Talk to the Holy Spirit. What is your giving of yourself, your time, your talent, your energy? But you do often go after money. If people say, I don't have money to give, then that would mean you have debt. Which route you got to go back and look at, how did I get into debt? I bought some things that I wanted that I didn't have payment for, because that's what credit is, and debt. So just work yourself out of debt. That is your giving. You're not going to buy other things. You're going to shut it down, and you're going to get your giving right because you inverted yourself, as many people do. Many people do. No shame. But get right on your giving so that you're freed up. I wish Amanda was here. She could tell you such great stories of giving. She's such a great giver. We'll figure it out, Amanda. We'll have you back. Um, Amen. If everyone gave a tithe to their church, no church would ever have financial problems. Linda, that's so true. Imagine what we could do. You guys, I know we say money. It's not about the money, but the money funds the engine. It fuels the engine. And Jesus was not against money. He was against people whose money... To heal hurts, meet needs, reach people that we couldn't reach otherwise. But the problem is if we're hurting, we invert money on us, and we get ourselves pinned under that master. So we got to get out from under it so that our giving, and again, I know the Lord is clear on, on money, but if you're like, you know what, right now I can't give money, Lisa, because I'm in debt or I'm, I'm inverted, then what can you give? Come to our prayer rooms on Wednesday. And be glad. I'm going to be a prayer partner. I'm going to pray every Wednesday for this ministry. I can't give anything right now because I'm inverted. I owe people some stuff. I'm going to get right on that. But I can give my prayer. I can give some volunteering in some way. I can give by sharing, hitting share on Facebook. I will share every time. Amanda said, and this is Amanda. I'm trying to get her on here because we're going to enjoy talking on the board about money. She said that money is only a tool and also ministers to the hearts of others when we let go of our treasure. He is our treasure. He is our treasure. Y'all, I, I think I need to come back and talk a little more about what do you do if you're married and your partner doesn't give? What does that look like? Um, but don't let that stop you. You be a giver. Best advice I've ever had is someone just said. So? Like whenever I'd say, well, my husband, what? so? You give. What can you give? What can you do? Don't take your eyes off of the hindrances and the things that aren't working as you had hoped, and give. Okay. Jesus, thank you for this message. Thank you for the neurobiology. Thank you that you've wired us for this. You've made us for it this way, that we are givers. We are helpers of one another. And... You've given us a helper to help us when we think we can't give of anything of ourselves, Lord. Uh, We confess, we make it about ourselves. We confess, we overload ourselves with expectations and wants and needs or wants that aren't real needs, God. So come and set us right. Lord, we thank you for the money that you're bringing so that we can continue to make you famous on the earth through this ministry and through the many modalities that we have. Have your way infiltrate the fitness world today everyone think of all the people right now who are feeling hurting in their bodies their minds feel attacked they feel sick physically mentally remember that's effective sin and so Jesus we find that right now we put it on the altar and offer it to you so that you can use revelation on us to form us into living sacrifices To make you known here on earth. We thank you for money. We thank you for blessings, God. We thank you that you're not anti-money or a blessing or houses or cars or whatever it is, God, but you are anti-having it on us. So come and break us from that oppressive chain. So we're freed up to live the life you died to give us, where we transcend what this earth wants us to have. That we have you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, prayer room open on Wednesday at 2.30. That's tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Love to see you back there. Bye, guys. Have a great Tuesday. Peace.